Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 46 of the Metal and Magic podcast. There's a lot to take in in this episode, so without further ado, let's just start mentioning our sponsor, LibrisArcana.com. They're a dice shipping company. They ship you a random set of dice once a month, and they've given us a coupon code Go to their website, LibrisArcana.com. Use the coupon code METALANDMAGIC. That's the ampersand where the and should be. And you can get uh, 20% off your monthly dice subscription. So go to LibrisArcana.com and check them out. So without further ado, everybody, let's jump right in to episode 46 of the Metal and Magic podcast. Divine Intervention. Where last we left our heroes, they had just fallen unconscious as Phelan touched a pedestal in a very old temple. Um, the last thing his fish eyes saw were a tabaxi in monk robes, but he couldn't make out any features. Okay. <clears throat> Manu. We're going out of order today. Manu, you open your eyes and you are standing on a beach. The sea before you is one you do not recognize. Your tribe has always roamed the dancing coast. Along the water is where you feel most comfortable. Morana, you open your eyes and you're in a bathhouse. Technically, you're in the bathtub. Uh, You look around this communal bath and your party are all present. You love your alone time. You would often spend hours on end soaking in your private bath in winter water. You find your comfort in solitude and quiet. Manu, I also forgot to mention the last thing before I switched over was your party members started to appear around you on the beach. Karox, you find yourself in a posh mansion in the city of Glim. Surrounded by all the conveniences of the modern day. You're sitting in a huge, comfy chair. Soon, your friends appear one by one in this huge smoking room that you're sitting in. You find comfort in modern conveniences and material possessions. So wait, he's, you said his friends showed up. So does that mean like his party there? members? His party members. Oh, okay. Salar, you open your eyes and you're floating in the night sky. You look around and you're actually laying on a cloud. Darkness all around you. But you can see, due to your dark vision. You see your friends around you, your party members, each of them on their own cloud. You find your comfort in the night sky, in the darkness, in the pale light of the moon. Drake, you open your eyes and you're standing on the shore of a massive flowing river. The shoreline is bustling with wildlife, as is the river. You look around, you see your party members appearing one by one. You find your calm in the soothing sound of rushing rivers and the call of the wildlife. Myrna, you open your eyes, and you are in a forest. It's not a forest you've ever visited in the past. Uh, Your party members appear all around you as the sun peaks high overhead. Nature is in your heart, and the trees provide you comfort. Phelan, you open your eyes and you're falling into a volcano. I'm joking. Sweet. I'm joking. <laughs> okay, but that would have been pretty That would have been great and I wish I had thought of it, but I didn't, so it was now. 
Um, you open your eyes and you're in a blacksmith's shop. Very similar to your father's shop. However, it's off slightly somehow, but you can't put your finger on it. But not alarmingly so. There's just something wrong. And you don't know what it is. The forge is lit and all the materials are ready and available for use. Your party members appear around you one by one. The heat of the forge, fire, brings you comfort. As you all look up from your different points of view, you see everyone around you in your respective setting. So, to Trake, you're on the shoreline of a river. To Manu, you're, you and your party members are on the, the coast of a large sea. To Mirna, you're all in a bathtub. I'm sorry, to Morana, you're all in a bathtub. And so on. Um, as you look off into the distance, the scene kind of stretches on forever. There's no end to what you see. Even the rooms you're in stretch on creepily, like in horror movies. Big-ass house. Yeah. <laughs> Six titanic figures shrouded in shadow, and another figure farther in the back you see in the distance. Uh, they seem to be holding a conversation with each other, but you can't hear a word they're saying. Suddenly, the largest one in the middle holds up his hand, and the figures look directly at you. Soon, a light begins to emanate from the outstretched hand of the central figure. The light is blindingly bright. When the light fades and your eyes adjust, you see seven divine figures in all their splendor. The figures are standing around a huge pedestal atop it a large bowl with water flowing into it out of nothingness. They've stopped looking into the bowl. They're all staring at you, almost as if you aren't supposed to be here yet. You've walked into one of those parts in a video game where it's like, caution, 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 you're not supposed to be here yet, turn around, you're gonna die. Um, I'm joking. Do we see that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, before you can muster a word, the one in the middle steps forward, clad in radiant golden armor, a shield the size of a mountain. It shines like the sun that illuminates your world. He says in a booming voice, Children, show me your champions and tell me what they have learned. Um, Salar, you notice Alaram step up first. She's resplendent in, the, in her presence, seemingly surrounded by an aura of moonlight. She has a shining glass helm, which she removes as she steps forward to speak, showing her long silver hair. Her armor is shining with silver, and her cape is a brilliant blue. She looks at Severius and says, This one, father, she has my sword. She wields it as if it is an extension of herself, as she motions towards Salar. Grund then steps forward, his skin made of the darkest obsidian stone, his eyes bright red embers. He holds a gigantic maul, the head of which is shaped like an anvil. Smoke exits his nose when he breathes out, and veins of lava course all over his entire body. My champions are lost to this quest. One in the north, 
the other in the realm of judgment. He gives kind of a side eye towards another figure who then steps forward. Zetris looks much different than she did when you last saw her, Karox. Her hands no longer the large claws that you remember, though she does still have long flowing red hair. Her dress is a combination of white and black swirling in an endless dance, her face hidden behind a masquerade mask. But her eyes, you, you see them and they pierce into the depths of each of your souls. She looks directly at Karox and says, this one, he has my cloak, my blade, and my protection. He reminds me a lot of myself in my darker days. <laughs> the next one steps forward. Her ears remind you of the elven people she so lovingly molded in her image. She has dirty blonde hair, and her armor seems to be made of wood and earth. Her features are delicate, and she looks at each of you with sadness in her eyes. Uh, on her back, you see a quiver, and around her head, a green and brown headband. My champions have fallen, Father. One to a friend, the other a mighty foe. And for those of you wondering, that was Vrushk. I didn't say her name. Thrask appears before you with shaggy brown hair that seems to be constantly blowing in the wind. His eyes are blue and piercing, his boots copper-colored with wings on each side. He hovers slightly off the ground, still not as tall as the other gods. His copper-colored breastplate seems to flash with lightning, and as he moves, you hear the faint rumble of thunder in the distance. He holds a bow that appears to be made from glass. He looks straight at Severius and gestures towards Trake. This one has my hands. The hands I use to mold his people. He uses them well, Father. Finally, you all see the seventh figure, the one in the distance, far in the background. He's made his way to the front group. Kazaban stands before you, his face a swirling abyss of emptiness. He wears a hood and a long, dark purple cloak. On his back is a large sw uh, sword that glows blue and orange. Uh, across his chest, a bandolier filled with daggers and throwing knives. When he speaks, at first it sounds like garbled nonsense. None of you can grasp the things coming out of his mouth. But as you listen intently, you can understand his words. I am Kazaban. Long have you mortals forgotten my existence. But one of you basks in the light of the dark sun. And he reaches a bony, rigid finger towards Morana. Um, Severius speaks. He says, The evil coming to the land is monstrous. It threatens the way of life of every living thing on Kars and the entire planet of Talea. You seven have been put together on this quest for a reason. You know that to stop Cedric, you will need all the power and tools available to you. He is the greatest threat our land has ever seen, and he is terribly close to being able to bring his plan to fruition. If he opens that gateway and unleashes wrath, upon Kars, 
you may not be able to stop him. We gods do not usually meddle in the affairs of mortals. Some of us more than others, he looks at Kazban. But if wrath is brought to Kars, you will all die without help. So we will present you with these gifts. Fuck, I printed these front and back. <laughs> Lol. Okay. Lol. Um, Karox, Zedris gets right down in your face. She is titanic, and she is getting, like, crouching down as much as she can to get face level with you. Uh, when she speaks, you hear your voice. I think I have something you want. She backs away, and in an outstretched hand appears a ring. It resembles two skeletal hands that would be gripping over your finger. Um, this is going to be called Death's Grip. I'm going to tell you what it does, and then later I'll send you the specs. Okay? Uh, whenever you cast a spell, you may subtract any number of hit points from your current HP to add to the damage of the spell you've cast. However, if you sacrifice one-fourth of your total HP at once, you gain one level of exhaustion. And if you sacrifice a half of your total at once, you go into shock and fall unconscious for 1d4 rounds. The spell does go off. If you cast a certain amount that makes you fall unconscious, the spell still goes off as normal. And the damage is dealt like normal, and then you fall down for 1d4 rounds. Do I remain concentration? No. Oh. In my mind, it's like a spell like Fireball yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I kind of knew the answer before I yeah. it. So that is actually the last part of your set. Oh, shit. I get any set bonus? So really, in all caps, it says, yes, you have a set bonus. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> um, all intelligent, I'm sorry, all unintelligent, undead, you see, see you as a friend. They will not attack you unless you attack them first. Plus one to intelligence. So now you're a whisperer, basically. Can, like... Plus one to the... Plus one to your total intelligence mod, Like, to your intelligence score. Okay. And um, all undead that don't, like, that are mindless yeah. don't see you as a threat and they leave you alone. Just me or... Just you. Okay. Um, so, me planning for the future is you get an ability eventually called Control Undead as a necromancer which allows you to just take control of any undead you yeah. see. So, helpful. Ish. Um, Trake. Thrask zooms up to you, and as he gets closer to you, he's shifting in size to shrink down to be the Goliath size that you are. Okay. Um, he then smirks and kicks off his boots at your in your direction. Okay. Uh, roll a dex check. Like, just roll a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Alright. Let's see. I got a plus six. Uh, <laughs> you can pick one. I know. I gotta choose a dice. 
Yeah, it's like a 12. That's good enough. Um, he kicks his boots off at you, these copper boots. And um, you grab them. He goes, try those on. These are the uh, boots of the Sky Warrior. They're copper boots with little wings on the side. Um, sometimes they flash with lightning. Okay. So um, like like light up sketchers. Like yeah, they're like light up sketchers. Yeah, <laughs> and they got little wheels on the bottom of them too. I, I, um, was, I was thinking more like airwalks. Uh, ah! <laughs> so so here's what they do. You have a flying speed equal to your walking speed. Okay. You also can hover in them. A, a certain number of feet off the ground equal to whatever your fucking walking speed is. Um, once per round, as a reaction to being hit by an attack, melee or ranged, uh, you can use the boots to add plus two uh, to your AC as you move swiftly out of the way. But you must be flying to do so. Okay. And that, while I'm flying, that's a reaction from being hit. Okay. Yeah. So even if you're just hovering, okay. like like I guess there's no reason for your fucking character to touch the ground anymore. <laughs> like you're just like I'm like three centimeters off the ground. I move out of the way. But yeah, as what as a reaction once per round. Yeah. How reactions work. Don't call me the god or Lord of Thunder. I am the god of thunder. Um. Phelan, Grund walks heavily over in your direction with his pure obsidian lava-veined body. In a, in a dark voice, a deep, dark voice you hear, I tried warriors. Let's see how a mage can handle my power. Excuse me, sir, I'm a sorcerer. <laughs> um, he kills you. You fucking die. So it's been weak. He hands you an item that I fucking didn't put on this page. One moment, please. It's just a giant question mark, and I'm like, cool. He's so annoyed. Graphic hasn't loaded what yet. He was gonna give yeah. you. No, I knew what I was gonna give him, and I didn't edit it on this sheet. He um, he asks you to hold out your hands. Oh God. And then you have to play uh, that game where you have to... You have to play slaps! <laughs> Since he like, just like, slap hits my entire hand off and it's just like a puddle of blood shooting at So him. he grabs your hands. Mm-hmm. And his hands, I mean, they're like up to your elbow. And when he removes them, you have these your nice... Hands. When he removes your hands. <laughs> yeah, when he removes his hands from your arms. Yes. You, uh, your arms and hands are adorned in this, like bronze these two bronze gauntlets the gauntlets of distant fire oh I love it more fire well you gotta stick with the theme and this god's theme is fire and his theme is fire and it just worked yeah I like to burn things um okay you get a small magical quirk that goes along with these these gauntlets that um you can't take off oh um you absentmindedly in- ignite small fires that quickly sputter out. 
You they don't deal any regular damage. It's just something to think about when you go places. <laughs> it doesn't make you roll a lot of magic. It doesn't oh. do any of that special <laughs> stuff. Okay. Um, you can now apply to be in the cast of high school that kind of thing. Yeah. My hero... I saw heard somebody on the internet refer to it as My Hero Academy. Yeah. You know, you could be Megumin uh, from uh, Konosuba. You can cast Fireball and then just pass out every single time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so these these gauntlets appear to be dwarven craftsmanship because he created the dwarves. Does it count as armor? N- no. Okay, good. <laughs> Divine gifts kind of uh, overrule gift. armor and weapon proficiencies. Um, good, good, good. They are... I said they're made out of brass, right? Or did I say bronze? They're made out of brass. Oh, brass, okay. Um, And they have a volcano etched into the back of them with, like, lava streams coming out of it that uh, appear to have lava actually running through and off, like, down the veins. Does it hurt me? No. Good. (laughs) But they're warm to the touch. Nice. Ooh, I have, like, warm mittens on. You get plus two to your AC. Ooh. Are you fire resistant already? He's a fish person. Yeah, no. You are fire resistant. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and I hate—I fucking hate that I made this, Jesus. Um, this is long. All right, Michael, you have plus two to your AC. Okay. You're fire resistant. You can add your charisma modifier to any fire spells. Damage. Okay. Fucking. Hell. We can add toast. Pop-Tarts between your wrists. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and once per day, you can um, call upon the underground flow of magma to erupt in a magma spear that comes out of the ground and pierces one target of your choice. Okay. <laughs> it's a DC 15 deck save. On a fail, they take 4d12 fire damage and are not prone. Fucking On a success, they take half damage and are not prone. This is a supernatural ability, not a spell, so it doesn't require you to roll while magic. Okay. But you got that? If yeah. you need it, I'll send you a screenshot. Um. Well, thanks, Grund. Salar. Alaram approaches you. She walks up quite gracefully and towers over you. I imagine she's skipping. Alaram is classy. She, um... Like a strut. Like strutter. She's wearing a kimono and she just, like, you barely see her feet move. <laughs> she hovering so, off the ground with her hair falling in front of her face. She, um... <laughs> she, she walks up to you and in a soft, calm voice she says... You still appear conflicted, my child. But no matter, you shan't worry about that anymore. Use whatever power is at your disposal to stop Cedric and save our world. Do not concern yourself with inner conflict. She removes her helm, and as she lowers it, down towards you, it looks like it would just like cover you like a giant fucking glass case. <laughs> I am it, in a fishbowl. <laughs> it starts to shrink and shrink and shrink until when she gets it right above your head, it fits perfectly. That's awesome. Oh. 
Um, so, ears, you feel immediately different. Your eyes see better. The helmet weighs nothing. Um, here's what you get. The helm of the water goddess. This helm is as clear as the crystal waters of the Carcine Sea. It gives the wearer the following abilities. A swim speed equal to her walking speed. The ability to breathe underwater. True dark vision. Your dark vision range is increased to 120 feet and can see in magical darkness. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. Moving on. I have the best sight. I didn't even think about that when I did it. I'm gonna be in the corner. I have all the sight now. Ah! I see magic. I see magic darkness. I see you. I'm so sorry. Well, you're living in a fantasy world, so. Okay. Myrna. Vrusht begins to walk towards tiny Myrna. As she does, she shrinks quickly. Soon she is the size of you. Hooray, less intimidating. She sprouts little fairy-like wings and flies up to level herself with you and your pseudo-dragon. Um, in a playful voice, she says, she's like, I'm so happy you've come! <laughs> um, you know, I had a hand in creating your people. It was fun. Uh, and then she pulls out this, like, uh, rod-ish looking thing made of vines and wood. She tosses it to you. She's like, here, take this! Um... This is a weapon called Switch. She has a Switch now? It's a Switch. Yeah. Switch blade. It's a Nintendo Switch. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm thinking like a Switch. Like, no. or, no, wait. Isn't that yes. what like, people hit their kids with? Yes. <laughs> yes, okay. That's, that's where I got the name of it. That's where I got the name of it from. Alright, so here's what this does. Switch is a plus three weapon that uses wisdom instead of any other attack modifier. Oh yeah. Um as a bonus action, you can change this rod into whatever weapon you want. You are proficient with it while you wield it. And instead of the damage it would deal as a normal weapon, it would it deals 2d10 of that type of damage. So, if it's a bludgeoning weapon, it does 2d10 bludgeoning instead of whatever it was supposed to do. It does 2d10 all the time. So that's easy for you to just keep track of. Um, yeah. So to hit with it is your proficiency plus your wisdom modifier plus three. Damage with it is 2d10 plus wisdom modifier plus three. Um, and you can change the shape of this weapon as a bonus action a number of times equal to your wisdom modifier. So if you don't like a mace, you can change it into a greatsword. It's still going to do the same amount of damage, so I don't know if it matters. Per day. But the, yes, per day. Um, no, just for <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I guess the only way it would matter is if you're fighting something that's like bludgeoning damage doesn't work on and you would change it to slashing or piercing. No, she can change it to whatever kind of what damage. Uh -huh. Like it does like if it's a if she uses it as a mace and bludgeoning damage isn't working, she can change it to a, a rapier and do piercing damage. I would just always use a dagger but two D a dagger with 2d10. Yes. Or a club. Use a glaive. So, so you got reach. So it would basically just be a thorn. 
With 2d10 damage. Yes. Yeah. Or a cotton ball. <laughs> or it'll be a supercharged cotton ball. So there is yours. Uh, Morana, Kazaban kind of slinks up to you. Like, think of him like in a cartoon. He puts out like one really long foot and kind of comes up real close. It's the fucking mask. Yeah, yeah he's, he's the dude from Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Am I still in a bath while this is happening? <laughs> yes! Yes, you are! Hey, oh, girl. I'm horrified and uncomfortable. The bath he, is not working. The bath is not working. He, he long stepped into your bathtub. <laughs> and for some reason, you're still in your armor, and so is all your friends. Um, okay. Um, he slinks up to you, and his, his unusually slim frame is towering over you. Um, as he does this, he removes his dark purple cloak and drapes it over your head. You look like a big spooky ghost. So now I'm wet and in the dark? <laughs> no, it, it shrinks as it gets to, on, to you, so it's like, it's a hood and a cape. It's a cloak. Okay? Um, he actually, I wrote on here, he actually says, You look like a purple ghost. He says in a playful voice, almost a voice of a child. He says, take my cloak and have some fun. I'm just happy people are starting to remember my existence. <laughs> um, he says, though I don't nearly have as much power as I used to, go and save the world. I, I wouldn't have anywhere else to play if it didn't exist. Here's what your cloak does. What's your charisma modifier? Because I'm going to make this easy for you. Is it five? five. Alright. It has six charges per day. Okay. It's called the Cloak of Chaos. It's going to be a lot, so I will just give you this page when I'm done with it, but I'm going to read it out loud. Cloak of Chaos has six charges. Recharges 1d6 plus one charges at dawn. It can't have more than six, though. Just FYI. Um, until your charisma modifier surpasses 20, because it's your charisma modifier plus one, so right now it's six. Okay? Uh, as a reaction, uh, use a reaction to give an opponent that is attacking you disadvantage. Your opponent basically sees double as they try to focus on their attack. That's one charge. You may also use a charge uh, as an action to cause your, an opponent you can see within 60 feet to make a charisma saving throw equal to your spell save DC. If they fail, they must use their turn to dance uncontrollably. Each turn thereafter, the affected creature may make a new charisma saving throw to end this effect. The effect can only be active on one creature at a time. So you have a reaction that gives someone disadvantage and an action that makes someone dance uncontrollably. Each of them count as one charge. Okay? Manu, Severus walks up to you. He stares at you intently as he towers over you. And he jams his mountain-sized shield in the ground. On his back, he has this giant sword and he flips it forward. This is my blade, the blade of the first god. Um, that's not what it's called, though. Just FYI. And deleting. <laughs> yep, I saw you start to type. Um, he puts the sword down and plants it blade first in the ground. And you see the blade itself um, is like 
the void of space. It's black. And on the pommel is a star sapphire, and he's grabbed the handle, and he's jamming his hand into the, the handle, and every time he hits it, it shrinks. And he hits it again, and it shrinks. And soon, it's your size. Hmm. This, um... Let's see, blah, 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 blah. The sword is called Starlight. It's a plus three greatsword. So it's 2d6 slashing damage as a greatsword. Mm-hmm. It has a throne range of 20 to 60 feet. 2d6 slashing, it has a throne range of 20 feet. 20 to 60. 20 to 60, okay. Anything closer than 20 is disadvantage, anything farther away than 60 is disadvantage. This weapon was forged by the first god for his personal use. The pommel of this weapon is set with a star sapphire. Its handle is made of adamantine and wrapped with a bright white leather. The blade is as dark as the void of space, though it seems the constellations and other stars appear to be twinkling on the blade itself. Starlight has the following properties. All right. It's a plus three weapon to plus three to attack, plus three to damage. It deals an additional 2d8 radiant damage on each hit. As a bonus action, the wielder can summon the sword back to his or her hand instantly. Um, Starlight can be used to cast the spell Fabricate once per day without any required material. So uh, you're using Fight Club, right? Go into spells, wizard, fourth level, I think. Fabricate and add it to spell list. Okay. Um, Severius speaks to you all. It should be noted that God's gifts are their power. When we forged these gifts a millennia ago, it used much of our divine power. You're wielding the power of gods here. That's no small matter. With the gifts given, the gods' confidence in their champions renewed. The seven place their hands on each of their champions' heads. The ones that didn't change sizes, though, it's a bit weird. It so maybe it's like a finger. Uh. Um, warm energy fills your bodies. You feel a calming sensation overtake you. When you open your eyes, you're all lying, lying on the floor with your heads on fine pillows. A tabaxi monk is sitting in the chair in the corner of the pedestal chamber. He sips on a mug of hot tea. He stands as you all begin to sit up from your dreams, and he kind of like fumbles with his, with his drink and puts it down. Uh, he's wearing fine monk robes of white and gold, and he carries a quarterstaff in his hand. As he sits his mug down, his fur... Not as vibrant as it was in his youth, now sports a small amount of gray. And the colors are more muted than they were in his heyday. He looks at you all and he says, Please, please be careful! These divine visions can be very taxing on the body. I am Seven Thundercloud. He bows deeply. Servant of the Seven. No one has visited my temple in ages that wasn't bringing me something to eat. Um, Don't should we have brought you something to eat? No, remember, only people who come here are people bringing supplies. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am the keeper of the Temple of the Seven. 
The one in the six. The one. It gets confusing uh, when they keep deleting gods. <laughs> um, you've all been lucky. Those who are deemed unworthy ne'er wake from their visions. The gods must truly favor you. You all begin to regain your senses and reacclimate to the material plane. Um, you notice as the you notice the items you were gifted and your visions have taken their rightful places. The boots on your feet, gauntlets on your hand, ring on your finger, and so forth. Feel free to rest here for the night. I'm free for any questions you might have about the ways of the old gods. You see, my temple has been lost for a while. I don't get visitors very often, and I joke with myself about my world-imposed vow of silence since no one ever comes to talk to me. Though I do talk with statues sometimes. Do they talk back? No. Kind of okay. whisper over to Trig. This guy's nuttier than a fruitcake. Um, he shows you to he shows you to the sleeping quarters, which are all immaculate, and a dining room set for eight. Um, he says, "I always plan for company." He smiles like a toothy cat grin. The exact amount of company. He kind of like, meh. You know, like it's a it's a table one. big enough for eight. There's seven gods. So. Yeah, there are seven gods. Yeah. He this plays two parts. He lays at home. He has like little dolls, and he's just like, "What would you like, Severus?" <laughs> so I talked for thirty six minutes. Now it's your turn. If you have questions for Seven Thundercloud, if not, you can return to your rooms. Uh, yes, Trake. I go hand him um, my owlbear steak rations and tell him thank you. Okay, so... I, I float over there. <laughs> you float over there? Yeah. He takes it from you and thanks you and he's like, um, I haven't had this in a long time. I can cook it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, your hands are a foreman grill? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Is it warm to the touch? I didn't I'll say I was going to do it with my hands. I'll allow you to toast bread between your hands. I was going to spear it with fire and lava. Mmm, <laughs> cooked with the lava from the ground, just like Papa used to do. Magma spear. It's fucking scorched, it turns to ash. Yeah. I have a picture of some ribs that one of my clients cooked and he forgot them on the grill and they caught fire. It's that. Nice. So, does anyone have questions about the gods or the temple or anything? Um. If not, you guys can eat dinner and retire to your rooms. I'll ask him about the two dead fire people before me. Well, one of them's one of them's dead. The other one's lost in the north. Okay. The other one's her. Yeah, Megan's her. character who just stayed in Winterwater. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, he wouldn't know any of the no. things that the gods told you. He wasn't part of your vision. He just knew you were having a vision, and either you were going to wake up or he was going to dispose of your body. He doesn't know about the, the old champions. Oh, okay. He's just a he's just the guy who keeps up the temple. So he's useless to us. <laughs> I mean, he has religious so information. He gave us dinner. Do you know yeah, how one it might go us. about mm-hmm. contacting God? He he kind of like points 
at the pedestal, and he's like, Is there an, a way to maybe do that whenever we're not here, though? Have you tried praying really hard? What is praying? So he gives you the rundown of what prayer is. I keep looking to my left thinking my refrigerator is open. I'm sorry, it's not. It's just... Hey, your refrigerator's fine. I better go catch it! Gotcha. Um, he gives you the rundown of what prayer is, where you are alone in a quiet area, opening I, your I, heart I, to I, your God. I'm always alone. Well, not always, but usually alone in a quiet area. Have you opened your heart to your God? Uh, I have sat there and said... Hey, yo, bitch, where you at? I need to talk to you. No, it doesn't work like that. You have to, like... How do you explain explain prayer? You talk to them. You tell them what you want and you hope for the best. You yeah. don't say, hey, I need to talk to you. You're just like, hey, you're, you're so like, stuck. Hey, old bitch, I need an answer. Do you um, so, essentially, you talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you gotta really mean it. You gotta take pity of me. This... Is you could try to touch the pedestal again. It's probably your quickest way. It's a lot easier to talk to demons. It's a lot easier to talk to demons. It really is. If I'm being perfectly honest, yeah. Um. So, yes. Anyone have anything else? Do you know where any more of these gifts might be hidden? Yeah, I guess are there any more temples like this anywhere else in the world? No, this this was the last dedicated temple to all seven gods. King Mora and his allies about a thousand years ago. Um, but they they killed all the clerics and tore down all the temples and burned all the books. Are there individual temples to individual gods? Yes. Mm. Um, however, most big cities just have like a non-denominational all-gods church to the one you know to to Severus and his five there there aren't really like the, her god Kazaban doesn't have a single temple other than this one right. why did they get rid of him um he was fucking with their shit he yeah, was he don't. was interfering with mortals on earth so they wanted to make people stop worshiping him in hopes of making him powerless Okay. And he basically, the, the kings of different places got together. Uh, the dwarves in, the, the hill dwarves, um, they killed all the clerics in the land that worshipped Kazaban. And the elves tore down all the temples or repurposed them for other gods. And um, King Mora gathered the divine gifts of Kazaban and gave them to several different leaders, and they were secreted away, never to be used. Okay. Yeah. So, um, any other religious questions or other questions of Mr. Seven Thundercloud? Yes, uh, how long have you been here? How long have I been here? Yes, I mean... You say that, you know, your spit in service to the fire, or your, what was it, like, sworn to silence or something? Well, I call it my world 
my world-given, world-imposed vow of silence because no one ever comes here to talk to me. I wasn't really a vow. It wasn't right. like, I just how can't long, go anywhere. How long have you been here? Oh, since... Years, couple He's decades, century. It's the year 2019. Does that help? <laughs> <laughs> Weird how that coincides. Yeah. Um. Mm, he um. He's kind of thinking really fucking hard about how long he's been there. Millennials. Um. He tells you that he has been there for oh, over a hundred years. Hmm. Well, you look great. Dog ears. Or cat. He's a cat. <laughs> yeah. And Which is an unusually long life for Earth. a tabaxi. Right. Um, are you a priest so of, or a, a, a monk or a priest of the lost god? Is that why you're in charge of this temple? He, um, the way he explains it to you is he is a monk of all seven gods mm. and King Mora and the now dead king in Winterwater helped pro, uh, procure a special tincture for him to drink that prolonged his life mm. so he ages like a fourth of what he should age mm. that's a good kidding basically he's like a no kind of he, he ages a quarter of what he should age every year. So, four years is one year to him. Mm. If only he was a druid. Level 20. No, that's the botanist. Mm. But, um, yeah, so he's been there for over 100 years. And he goes in to tell you guys that, uh, yes, he will die. Oh. And when his time comes, they will replace him with another. Like Disney World. Yes. Yeah, exactly. King Mora has two monks that I train roughly like small parts of each year. What? But they are sworn to silence. What? What was the name of the thing that they said Cedric was releasing or unleasing? Wrath. Oh, wrath. What do you know about this wrath that the gods speak of? Um, well, there are the seven demon lords. Mm. The wrath could have been, they could have been talking about that. Um, they could have been talking about just a wrath. Do you tell him exactly what the the gods told talked about? Like you don't have to repeat it physically, but yeah, they this. they spoke of Cedric releasing wrath upon the lands, Opening and that the we would not be able to stop them without the gods stepping in. So he tells you that um, Brihasmir is the second demon lord. He is only surpassed by Corbor, the demon lord of pride. Um, he's the demon lord of wrath. He is supposed to be super powerful. Supposed to be. 
Hashtag floof watch. Oh, where? 2019. Oh. Hashtag floof watch thinks she's going to get some turkey, but she's not. Hanging out with 7 Thunderglove. Yes. VV is the name of one of the tabaxi monks they're training. Um, but um, he assumes that the gods were telling you about the actual embodiment of the sin of wrath, this demon lord. And that means Cedric is going to try to perform a summoning ritual to bring that demon lord to... Oh, dang. Does this mean that Cedric is the servant of wrath? We don't know. But how about this one? Trake, roll a history check with yeah. advantage because it's oh your own God, yes. knowledge. Please. Here Finally, we do I understand go. This Let's go. Two one. I gave you advantage. <laughs> a um, 17. Heck yeah. Uh, 16. You have a negative one? You got it. I, I no, yeah, actually, did, I raised it because I went up. Well, it's fine. You you got it. Um, you remember the vision the Oracle in the Arcanium gave you? Uh, you fighting with some people you have not met yet in, at that time. Yeah. On top of a tower against Cedric, a large rift opened up in space-time, big old foot came out and touched the ground. Thing towered over you. Um, I do remember that. Yes. You recognize some new faces that may have been around you now, but weren't around you at the time. Yeah. And you can almost with 100% certainty tell that wrath is what is in your vision. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I'll tell them that. Okay. That doesn't sound right. You weren't you were on the ground when you weren't flying around. Maybe you're just close to everyone. He Maybe. probably flew up to like the top of the tower. He was he was seeing out of his own eyes. Oh okay. And he was above. He was on top of this large tower. Yeah. Okay. One of those visions where the edges Gosh. of the screen are hazy, so we oh, couldn't yeah. see his feet. Okay. Good. Yeah. Is that yeah, ice cream that's between perfect. your cookies? No, that is a frosted cookie sandwich that Megan has. Okay. What? So, essentially, what I have gathered from today is we need to stop Cedric. Yeah. Yep. What I've gathered from today is that we have to stop the main bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit! He, he, Spoilers. Spoilers! Look, if I never thought about killing him for any other reason, now there's the potential that he's one of, like, the seven demon lords you know, minions. Yeah, you um, you don't know specifically if he's a warlock, but he's definitely serving a demon lord. Okay. Oh. I know what I'm telling Corbor about. Perhaps Cedric has the uh, warlock that whose patron is Wrath in his services and. Yeah, but still. The warlock is like puppeting Cedric to bring wrath from the pits of hell. Okay. So, yeah. um, let's go around the table really quick. I'm gonna give you all one more chance to ask any other questions. Grayson. No. No questions. Uh, James. I've asked mine. Michael. Can I have some of that drink that you have? 
The one that makes me live long? Yeah. That doesn't seem like something you or your character would really want. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so the answer is yes. Cool. No. Oh. I drank it all. Oh. Um, Mirna, Maybe. do you have any questions? I hand him a piece of bread and ask him to toast it for me. You hand him a piece of bread and ask him to toast it for you. He puts it between his, his toaster-like hands and in uh, like 15.2 seconds it is perfectly toasted. But he doesn't know that, so he leaves it for longer, and now it's a little burnt. That's okay, I like burnt toast. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> Jesus Christ, why you gotta keep it in there longer? I'm sorry. <laughs> why you set that shit to seven? What were you cremating in my toaster oven? <laughs> Bread. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Alright, you got anything else, Mirna? Mm-hmm. Trake, any questions? I'm, I'm totally good. I, I figured it all out, uh, what's going on. Okay, Manu. The only question I have is, are we ready for the final fight? Mm, what, right so. now? Like right now? <laughs> it's the final no. It seems to be pushing like that away. Like hinting at you guys need to get moving now. I would say we're, we're kind of like level nine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like maybe we should be about 11 more levels higher. I don't know. So, <laughs> I think James is kind of correct. So here's the we deal. We need to find the rest of our gifts. We can fast forward all of this into a fucking montage. Yeah, we're gonna montage eleven <laughs> levels. Montage. And just have action. You guys kill the bandit king and the other kings you don't know about yet, and find all your items. And now we're on top of the tower. No. Oh. The answer. Well, if you say that out loud, like Seven Thundercloud looks directly at you and he goes, "No." Wait, what you say? Like, are we ready for the final fight? He oh. looks directly at you. He's like, no. Not even a little. Um, Maybe you're almost halfway there. I do have, I, 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 I do remember I have <laughs> like one thing I wanted to say. Okay, um, Carox, one question. After seeing his his gauntlets or whatever. Toast bread. Gauntlets. Um, I'm going to have a recollection or whatever. It's called. But I remember. I remember. Let me use. You can use. Let me use dumber dumber words. He's having an apostrophe. (laughs) 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 Memble. If I remember correctly, there was someone in our party who had something similar to those. Um. Could they do this? And then I grab some more bread. I believe it was a breastplate. And not gloves, though. It was a breastplate. You are correct. Yeah, I and I'm it. not even gonna make you roll history because I'm so proud of you for remembering something. No, I, I 100% remembered it in my head. It's just you know, Carox is thinking back, and no, I'm just proud of you for remembering. That's called role play. He's already got it. So I probably gave him inspiration for remembering someone's fucking name, and yeah. that's where it came from. The king. Flip flop. It might have been. But yeah, I believe that's the person is up north in um, Winterhaven. Oh, Winter Water. I know. Take, <laughs> I know. Take your fucking inspiration away. Okay. God damn it. So, so to Skyrim, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. White Winter Rock. Water to see Winter the Bluff. Queen. Why do you need to go to Winter Water? So I can get some sweet chest plates. 
So you could get a breastplate? Yeah, then I could cook a whole chicken. Well, to be fair, it's still being worn by her bodyguard. You'd have to who, kill her. Who you'd probably have to kill to take it from nicely. her. I can't send any text. Um, Alright, so we were at Morana. Morana, do you have any questions, Megan, for the... Maybe she's giving up to you. Seven thunder go- uh, thundercloud. Seven <laughs> thunder gods! No. He shows you each to your own private room. Yay. They, um... They're all clean and well-kept because he literally has nothing else to do. Cool. They don't have a fucking PlayStation? <laughs> no, they don't have a fucking play- ye oldie PlayStation. <laughs> Are there pillows? Not even a PS1? <laughs> no! God! You're thinking Atari. Yeah. <laughs> um... They, so, they're gonna at least have a Street Fighter 1 arcade game, right? No, they don't have any of that. <laughs> I'll fucking play that all he day. He just plays tic-tac-toe with He himself. throws a rock against the wall. That's oh, what so he, he plays does. cornhole. Got it. There's no hole. Oh. It's just bounce rock. <laughs> he plays bounce rock. I'll make one. No. Man. He'd rather you not do it in the temple. It's a holy thing to do. Oh, shut up. (laughs) You guys get a long rest. You are all level nine. If you weren't already, we didn't talk about this last week because I talked most of the night like I did this time. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, sometimes story gotta happen. Um, True. So, um, real quick, we're gonna do this. Uh, Grayson, you took a level in Warlock. Warlock, yes. So I'm now level 1 fighter, level 8 Warlock. And I believe you took a feat. I did. What feat did you take? Shield Master. Shield Master. Okay. So I can smash people with my shield and intercept spells and stuff. Okay. Did you want to talk about any spells you took, or do you want to leave them as a surprise for me? I didn't even look to see if I got any. Okay, well that's something you'll look at eventually. Yeah, I'll pretend like they're on my list and like never use them like I usually do. Okay. (laughs) Because you only have two spell slots. Yeah. You get them back on short rest. Yeah. How many times do y'all take a short rest? Um, Karox, you are, I assume, a level nine wizard. No, I went barbarian. Okay, level. Yeah, you've been learning (laughs) some wizard. With level eight or with eight strength. Muscle wizard. (laughs) Smash. Yeah. Muscle necromancer is weird. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm level nine with, with or... Did you take any f- spells you want to talk to me about, or did you not want to talk to me about what your spells are? I give you the option to keep them as a surprise so I can't plan for them. I took Conjure Elemental. Did you really? Nope. Okay, fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> and did you get anything else as a level nine wizard? No. At level ten, I can become... Uh, immune to necrotic damage. Okay. That sucks. Phelan, as a level 9 fish person, what do you get? Um, I got uh, Teleport Circle. And mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much it. I think we got like extra... You, your proficiency bonuses all went up, yeah. except for Grayson. And I think that was pretty much like it. Okay. I only got four extra health. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do I... Yeah, okay, cool. Um... Aaron, what did Myrna get? Uh, I got more spell slots and fifth level spell slots. Do you want to tell me what spell you took or do you want to keep it a secret? Um, well, for 
fifth level trickster cleric for fifth level I get modify memory and dominate person okay that'll suck for me I'm gonna have to bust this I'm gonna, I've already been planning to like up the encounters because Megan's crit really fucked me over in the um in the the crypt yeah but if, if we don't crit then we're fine no you'll be fine you all got new items god items oh yeah Trake, as a level 9 pugilist, did you get anything fun? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, down but not out. Um, so, I can use the bloody but unbad feature. Um, or when I use it, I add my proficiency bonus to my damage. And um, for the next minute. Okay. So... That's pretty fucking legit. Um, Manu, as a level, I assume, 9, Storm Herald Barbarian. No, he went Wizard. He went Wizard. Y'all are trading. <laughs> I'm gonna finally do a magic user. Yeah, the day Eric plays a magic user is the day I stop playing. <laughs> to no. be fair, I do have two spells. That's the day. Close. That's the day I play a fucking fighter. A Cl- human fighter. Closest <laughs> thing he's played to a spellcaster is a arcane, arcane trickster. trickster. Yeah, dude. Yeah, when you when you play a wizard, I'll play a human battle master. I have two spells. I know. In this campaign. That's I know, a, but that's, that's a spell user. Two, two whole spells. That doesn't count. You I'm like an eighth them. of a caster. <laughs> I use thaumaturgy constantly. That doesn't fucking count. <laughs> it always counts. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get for a barbarian? You'll see. Okay. I'm fine with that. I, you got, I got the brutal critical. Ah, uh, yes. We've talked about this. So with that... You know, when he crits, he gets to add extra mm-hmm. damage dice, right? Yes, and it counts towards the double or the crit or okay. the triple or the quadruple. Yeah, We've after he pulls the this. card, I'll add it. And Morana, besides your proficiency bonus going up, you got a couple spells, yes? Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. No? Okay. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> um... So you guys wake up, you have a hearty breakfast that Seven Thundercloud has prepared for you. Are any of them live rats? No. Damn. Um, you guys have a nice breakfast. I start a small fire. You start a small <laughs> fire. Um, but it goes out harmlessly, it's fine. Um, you guys have the teleportation circle outside to get back to Glim. If you have any further things you want to do, like shop in town, give this information to the king, talk to the king about something else, or anything like that. Or you can wander the swamp. We need to go back to Glim anyway to get our horse and cart. Ah, yes, you did. And my squire. You left two people, a horse, the the cart, and uh, uh, two pieces of a warforged. Yeah, that's valuable. What happened to the other person? I sent him off. Oh, yes. Plus, but I want to see what happens when Sabrius sees your sword. Oh yeah, you do have the other half, Sabrius, the other, the last king. piece of his puzzle. <laughs> Let's go. Let's so, go. on a hypothetical, can he seize it from you? If he dies, <laughs> do I get all his stuff? <laughs> it's in his will. <laughs> Listen, you're not killing the king. I'll do it. We can work together, but I'm a, no. I'm, I'm taking it. We're not really I, I, kill him. It's like the, the dragon balls, like the 
scattered. Yeah, they get scattered. They they go up through the roof and they go pew and they scatter like a starburst. And they turn into stone for a year. Yeah, and you won't be able to use them for a year. Wait, are these just normal Dragon Ball type? Or are they, or are they Super, Dragon Super Dragon Balls? The Dragon or are they Balls the Black from, Star Dragon Balls? No, they're balls. not the Black Star Dragon Balls. They're Dragon Balls from Namek. Okay, so regular wait, Dragon Balls. You get three wait, time, wait, time the fuck out. One. There are Black Star Dragon yeah, Balls? Yeah, GT. They, get, they, they don't count anymore because Super's a thing. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That all got redacted. Yeah, but, yeah. But How many they, wishes were those? They were one wish, and they were scattered across the universe. Damn. Yeah. And hey then, guys, and welcome then, to our Dragon Ball Z podcast. And then if if you didn't collect them in time, I think like the planet that they that the wish was made on was destroyed. Yeah. Um. So you guys, I think collectively, just decided to go back to Glim for reasons. Yeah. The answer you should also inform the king of wrath. Okay. Yep. As I fucking spaz out. And then tonight, if I'm not in a holy place, then I will tell Cordborn. So, there you go. Um, when the group decides to leave, they walk outside into the area of the teleportation circle. Um, I believe I described this place as, like, the temple is in great shape, but there used to be, like, a city, and it's kind of ruins. Um, so... So it's shitty now? It's sh- Outside, it's still shitty, but the temple is nice. Um, you guys walk out towards the center of what used to be the town square where the teleportation circle is. And um, from behind this, like, ruined building, these five figures stepped out. step out. They are all clad in red. And in the middle is a female tiefling. She's like pink skinned with these white tattoos that spiral down her like from head to toe and she is wearing and they're all wearing monk robes this is my fight um she steps forward and she says i was expecting the wolf to rid the world of you by now he did but here you are and in my marsh nonetheless so, how far away is she? At the, she's about 80 feet away. When, when she says, Hold my on. marsh, I say, uh... Can't interrupt the cinematic. It's, sure you can. It's called the skip button. And it's nope. called the gray marsh and not the red marsh. You she, dumb bitch. Yeah, so she says, and then I spit in her direction. <laughs> I spit in your general direction. She says, I am Silvrek, the so vagabond like queen... And my monks will see that you are no longer a problem. And we'll see you next week. Congratulations. You've made it to the end of episode 46. With that being said, everybody, go to our Facebook at Metal and Magic Podcast. Find us on Twitter at Metal and Magic Pod. Find us on Instagram at Metal underscore and underscore magic underscore podcast. Um... Remember that hashtag FloofWatch2019 is going strong. Megan's currently sitting next to me, petting the floof on the sofa. Everybody, we're excited to be so very close to putting out our 52nd episode. We're recording it next week. That's going to be a year's worth of episodes already in the bag. Thank you for listening. Have a magical night and a magical life.